0: It is episode 368 of This Is Whole Life, but just a moment. (laughs) That is the sound. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. Oh, that's refreshing. That, my friends, for those of you who only live vicariously through online, maybe a trip here once in a while, or... You know, the podcast. It's your only uh, you know, your only time you ever meet with us here at Whole Life Church and you are a part of our family either way, but today, our online family missed a cool, refreshing dad's old fashioned root beer. Happy Father's Day to all <laughs> the fathers, fathers out there. Day. And I don't know if I can keep this and drink this while we're recording and not have the uh Have the bubbles do things that shouldn't be done on a podcast. That's a little bit what I'm worried about. But today, not only is tomorrow Father's Day, and today is a special day because I've been waiting for a long, long time for this room to have the presence of a certain guy that's sitting to my right, everybody else's left. And we are in our Voices of Whole Life series, as you know, and, you know, every week here in the podcast, we discuss things that happen here at Whole Life, mainly the message topics. But, you know, sometimes we throw in a little foodie in there and we throw some other topics in there. This week, I think the topic is fashion. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. There is a very well-dressed young man sitting next to me with beautiful shoes who you said you had a thing for shoes today in the message. And so I appreciated you being just transparent about that. Like, I'm not going to let my shoes go down the drain for a little Wisconsin, or Wisconsin rain. Florida rain. Man, I, <laughs> I, you go home once on a little vacation for four days, and pretty soon you think you're back in mm. Wisconsin. Stanton Reed is our guest, and he was our guest speaker yes. for our Voices of Whole Life, and it was so good to have you.
1: Very nice. Were you
0: going to... Were you, I'm, I was. I you was You gave just, me the cue on yesterday. You told me what the <laughs> cue is, and so now I know. So I'm watching you.
2: No, I was just going to applaud. Oh, we've got, yeah! You yeah. Are, Thank you, our guest. So.
0: Okay, this is a lot. I just want to let you know. That. Oh, brother.
2: Oh, it's Stanton, we're just getting started. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: It's a lot. It's and a know. long podcast, bro. We got like yeah. another 50 you know minutes. Said, it's a lot, but say more. <laughs> Please say more. All right. So last week, we kind of did the same thing as we got started. This was week three or four of our Voices of Whole Life. And each week, everyone in this room kind of knows each other. But for those that may be tuning in or are tuning in, not maybe, if you're either tuning in or you're not. So- for those that are tuning in, they've never met Stanton, likely. So, Stanton, tell us a little bit about yourself. Maybe something you didn't tell us in the message, or at leading into your message, or you know, maybe something that most people just wouldn't know about, like or two truths and a lie. Okay. How, however, you want to lay it down. I you can, lay it down. Can we'll can leave do it up to you. I can do that. Um, Stanton Reed. Mm-hmm.
3: Name. Uh, my mom had a birthday last Sunday. Oh, happy she birthday, is Mrs. Eighty Five, Mrs. Oh. Reed. Martha happy birthday. Ree. So that was lovely. Uh my brothers and sisters, we celebrated my mom and my dad, but it was her birthday. Um people may not know that oh, about twelve years ago I had what's called an acoustic neuroma that was a benign tumor on my brainstem. Really? And I didn't know. Many this. people prayed for me because that, you know, brain surgery is serious, and by the time the doc tells you all the things that can happen to you, and mm. then they ask you, "Do you want to have the surgery?" It's like, "Well, do <laughs> I look dumb?" I mean, you basically, <laughs> said, "I will die oh, right. if I don't have it eventually," because the way cranium is set up there's no louvers so there's no when <laughs> things move around they will cause problems hmm. and this church would pray for me and here i am now i'm the thing that i lost was my hearing on the right ear the thing that i gained was empathy mm-hmm. mm. okay. um, i definitely picked up a mantra god can be trusted and when i say empathy where I'm really living with gratitude moment to moment. And I can appreciate that because when the experience did come upon me, I asked, well, who's going to take care of my family? Mm. I mean, <laughs> when you die, you die. You don't know. But while you're living, it's kind of like, well, who's going to take care of my family? Like, you you feel bigger than life. Like, your exit is going to just crash everything. And uh, God, as we say, said to me, the person who's always been taking care of your family. Mm. <laughs> so, I love that. Okay. And that's when I said, okay, God can be trusted. And I embrace that for whatever reason, you're going to allow me to be worked on. And that's going to glorify you. So if this is my task, I'm going to receive it. And whatever goes forward,
0: I'm going to be okay.
3: Well, and kudos! That's kind of what you, I'm doing
0: because you just gave us the perfect story and the perfect lead into your message. So, what you were in your early 30s when you're having this uh, surgery? Say more. Say more. <laughs> and you know, so you're uh, you know, and and so now you're you're still with us. And the message title was abiding Christ and bear fruit. So I feel like the abiding Christ part started or was maybe more nourished at that point and set you on a different trajectory.
3: Yes, it has. And I have been wrestling with that ever since then because there are times when I think about, well, why am I not doing this? Or why can't I have this opportunity? And my family, always laughs and says, oh, Stan, you have this kind of impact. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not translating in the business world the way I would like it to. And so again, God today as uh, Melanie referred to it as, bromance. I mean, it was, it was overwhelming to the point my wife says, Monica is her name, she says, oh, you know I'm going to bring that up. <laughs> when you start feeling this discard and no value, I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. that there are people who you impact. Now, you may not get the feeling and title of that, but it's happening. So he's using you get with the program. So to your point, abiding in Christ is very real and it's challenging because yielding fruit. As I told you before, I've always thought of it being my fruit that I'm yielding. That is the context. That's the metrics. That's the measurement. You're a good guy. That's produced by me. I never really dawned on me until working on this that it's God's fruit and it glorifies him and it's not going to
0: look like my fruit. And that's kind of. So it. what are the biggest changes then? Because I think part of it is as I was listening to your message and you're like, well, that's not my fruit. Just what you what you just said. I'm like, well, how do we know the difference? Because sometimes I think we do things or we get credit and people go, yeah, that's Danton. Just like, you know, oh, come on now. Right. Right. And you go, oh, yeah, I guess that I was, I was pretty good, you know, trying to stay humble and, as, you know, as Christ-like, humil- you know, having that humility, and, and, but also feeling like, well, yeah, I did do that. So I should feel good about it. I should should toot my own horn a little bit, right? I should feel good. It should build me up a little bit because we all know the the roller coaster, there'll, there'll be a downtime, so maybe we should make that high just a little bit higher, how do you know the difference when or what have you seen has been the difference when you really realized that this was not my fruit? <laughs> has it changed your view of what you see come out come out of Stanton? Yeah, yeah
3: definitely. I mean, it's easy to do what you just said. Yeah, when someone says, "Hey, you did a good job." And you're like, "Yeah, I did, didn't I?" And then someone says, "You know, the second time today you spoke was much better than the first." And I told <laughs> And I told no. the person I said I love See, second chances. What I wanted to say to you, I had to recognize that God just told me about his fruit, so I'm going to say, "Hey, that's pretty cool that God spoke the first time and the second time you heard it differently."
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can go with that.
3: All to answer your question, say I think it's an individual thing. You know when you are Feeling like, yeah, I was all over that. You really know when someone says something to you that hurts your feelings, mm. and you're able to say, Okay, God, why do I feel like this? And you keep asking, Why do I feel like this? And it finally comes to, Well, I'm hurt because I had valued myself more. And then he says, But I still value you. It's okay. So let's just remember that and just embrace it. I'm not walking around saying, oh, no, that was just God. It's just like, hey, yeah, I had a good time. God was able to use me and praise him. And there are times where I hope when I stumble, you might say God is using him, but he's pruning him right now. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but how do you communicate that? Because I feel like that's a a difficult part. As I was listening to the message and just thinking about some personal experiences, where again, you know, maybe it was a good thing, and you again a bit humble and trying to give you know God the glory and the credit, and say, yeah, that that was God working through. And but so often I feel like there's people that will ask you that that that's not the answer they're looking for. And it's not maybe one that they're going to process very mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about, God, God? So, what answer are you looking for? So, I'm, what I'm, what would sound like a great answer? To I don't you? know, because honestly, it's something that I'm. I, I'll, I'll admit, I'm extremely uncomfortable talking to. Not saying that I love Jesus or that I'm a I'm a Jesus follower and all that. I, I have no problem with that, but it can seem very I don't know, and I, I don't want to use the word cultish, but at the same time, where it's people may look at that happy part and say, well, it's, it's God, it's Jesus. I'm giving the credit. I don't know the right answer to answer with, because it's not, it's something I'm really bad at. And that's why I'm asking the question, because if anyone else has something that they go to, because I get weird looks all the time. So I'm pretty sure I'm doing it wrong. The way I'm doing it's not, not correct. And so that's really why I'm asking. Cause I was like, well, I thought I was just, you know, giving God the credit, not saying that I don't have any talent, of course, right. God's using what I have and he's, doing it for his glory and then so if you say glory people are like glory hmm. god's glory and i don't know i get a lot of weird looks so I, I just don't know if i'm doing it correctly and i i'm if there's anyone i trust it's dan to tell me well you know first of all you gotta
3: flip your narrative we we, we want to be with god but we want it in a metrics form that's a human thing mm. metrics are human we want to measure everything Because we want to know that I, like you said, that I'm doing it right. When you're with God, how could you know you're doing it right when only he's right? The best you get is I still feel connected. I still, something is inside of me that's saying, that's not right. Do I own it? Do I listen? Do I ask myself more questions? And I think it's personal. Like what I use won't work for Melanie because Melanie is a different individual, just yeah. like Randy, yeah. and just like Jeff, and, and so that's where the abide in Christ is unique, and that's what's so beautiful is that we serve a God who curates our experiences. No one else can do that.
2: So let me ask you a question, then, because this is something. I mean, we, we toss we toss around words like fruit in church, right? We bear fruit. What? What is this fruit fruit that we're talking about? because you have things like the fruit of the spirit. you have things like personal productivity, you have things like ministry, you have things like, you know, success in the business world what when you're when you talk about um, abiding in Christ and bearing fruit, what is the fruit?
3: When I'm uh, talking about, it, I think that it's multiple things. I think one, I think, is love, but not in the context of human love. I think it's when, I'll give you a great example. When I first started working at, and it doesn't tie to love, but it kind of talking about fruit. When I start, first start doing things, it was because of the Tammy Sinkamani. She asked me, like, forever in a day. And I would always say, nope, that's not <laughs> something that I'm going <laughs> to nope, be wanting to do. It, do. Not not it. And then one day she asked me, and I asked her, why are you asking me? And she said, it, because I feel like you would add value. And I said, okay. Then I came here, and then the structure is very rigid. You know, I, my culture did not come from a
2: rigid structure. Oh, was that countdown so, clock getting to you, Steve? No,
3: no, but, but 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 let me let me let me show you how I believe the fruit is They're very rigid. I remember one day she gave me something. It was on Mother's Day, and, and all of a sudden she's like, "I don't want you to say Mother's Day because we want to recognize all the mothers." I'm like, "Okay, what kind of foolishness is that?" But even though I said all of that. I still stayed in the line and I remember writing to her and saying, okay, I'm not going to be watching myself on the video because it's not a performance to me. This is about me stepping up and trying to do what he says. And as a result, me and Tammy began to forge a relationship because I was determined to say, okay, I'm not getting something. What am I missing? What am I not bringing that this is bothering me? And I think what it was is I'm like, she's holding me to something and I don't feel I can complete it because it's different. I'm losing my authenticity as I do this thing. And that's the best thing that could ever happen to me is learning that I'm respecting the time of someone else. It's not about me. Hmm. So that's a fruit, a fruit of recognition that it's not about me. And that's God, because I would say I have a very close friendship with Tammy. It's not like we go to lunch or anything, but we talk to each other and just share. I think the fruit of openness, the fruit of vulnerability, the fruit of recognizing God's valuing me, even though this is very uncomfortable to me. You mentioned before when you were uh, asking me, Melanie, you said, hey. I don't know if I need to know X, Y, and Z. Well, could that be a fruit that you are comfortable in that space? So say, okay, God, how to make me better at it so that when it happens, it invites people and it doesn't push them away. So maybe you pick up and say, hmm, this person is uncomfortable with this time thing. When I have time, I can ask them, hey, how can I support you better? Because it would appear that this time constraint is uh, tell me more about it. They may tell you and then you go, OK, let's do this. And they may. Oh, OK. So I just think our relationships are still very metric oriented. Will you like me unconsciously? I don't care. Versus can I know you? Can I know your story? I mean, Tammy's from Chicago. She told me about her family. Wasn't always Adventist. I mean, this time. So I think those are fruits that we have to let God develop in us.
2: See, I think that's really interesting because we're talking about fruit of the Spirit. And what you've described is someone, another human coming to you and saying, hey, this is an area where maybe you need to be pruned or you need to be fertilized or you need to, or whatever. So, um... What is the relation, relationship then for you between your human relationships in the context of your spirituality and what God is doing?
3: Well, as I said earlier before, I'm challenged to say, okay, God, Melanie is created in your image. So when I'm approaching her, why am I not approaching her like that? Why am I pushing or pulling Because there's something I don't like or something that makes me feel uncomfortable. So I feel like that's another spiritual being talking to me when I can click in. Now, that ain't always the case. Some days, you know, I'm using some choice words in my mind that could (laughs) slip out in my voice and cause me to have to come back and say, you know what, Melanie? The reason why I didn't or I responded to you is because I was unsure of myself. And you hit a corn and I screamed and I screamed at you, but really what I was doing was dealing with my imperfection. And I want you to see that. To me, that's a spirit connection. I really think fruit is practical. The story in John 15 is practical. He's walking there are vineyards and he's saying, okay, how many ways can I get you to see this? Ah, you all are agrarian. You know what it takes to do this process. So when I say I'm the vine and you're the branch, I'm not asking you to figure out, does that mean some people are going to make it to heaven or not? I'm just saying, can you see the connection? There's a connection with a branch and a vine. And you know when you chop the branch off, there's no more fruit. I'm saying if you engage in me and I in you, then the fruit will bear. Can you get it? And I believe that they were like, okay, I'm getting it now. I mean, that's pretty simple. I think we make it deep. I think we, re- and then we turn around and preach, salvation is free, God loves you, and then we say, but <laughs> your know, yeah. fruit's oh, not man. showing, and it's like, really? So that's kind of where I'm struggling with. I don't see it as so complex. He created me. I'm imperfect. I've sinned. I'm not going to manifest what He originally wanted me to manifest without him he said that the holy spirit will help you i gotta let the holy spirit help me and deal with the fact it's gonna be messy hmm. Hmm.
0: yeah
2: and maybe so. just so for you know for people who are listening that whole thing that you described about me like whatever and then you say in the thing and then you apologize that was hypothetical that was not actually than happen, than Mel- <laughs> happen.
1: <laughs> melanie wanted to make that clear <laughs> you yeah, see that's the other thing
3: about me I will venture off to use as an example and forget to warn people that yeah. it's an example I followed you I knew you were I going. was
1: actually if Melanie didn't say I was going to clarify it but I do want to get to one part of that that's interesting so just for the sake and it is, sim- it is simple but I do think sometimes we do look at it as cause and effect as okay as long as I stay connected as long as I'm part of the vine I'm going to be a faithful little branch and you brought up another part in your sermon which is the vine dresser the pruning piece I, I don't know I think some people just look at that as a simplistic way of saying sometimes I'm going to get it wrong and I'm gonna get pruned <laughs> I don't know if that's I think you said it really really well I I, I like the fact that you said it's about ev- produce. You know, it's about this, the best for this tree to be producing fruit. It, the vine dresser is really important. So, in a practical sense, besides, you know, we look at pruning. What, what does that mean to somebody who's listening? On is trying to get this metaphor down. The vine dresser. How does the vine dresser work in your life?
3: In my life, I have to release and say. I don't know why I didn't get that promotion. Mm. I was ready. This is all. Now, this is all human. I was ready. I was more prepared than the person. And I'll throw another twist in. You talk about June 10th. Offensive to some, I would say, where we live currently, that has become something mm-hmm. just ridiculous in my mind in the context of my faith journey so that's difficult it's difficult to look at all of that and say why is it that I'm disrespected as a male and then on top of that as a black male why is it that I get in an elevator and someone grabs their purse why is it that someone says yo bro I know why are you going through all, why do I have to? <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, that's the vine dresser asking me. So what's the problem? You are a black man. Those things are real, but what is it that he is doing in me? Thus is why I came to 30 some years ago. I came to this church 30 some years ago. is a different context in the world. I needed to be able to live in a world that I hear about. It didn't exist in church. So I said, "Okay, I'm going to make it. I'm going to put Florida Hospital Church and Patmos Chapel together in my heart. And we're going to ebb and flow Hmm. because I'm glad you did. I know how my people are being um, black. I said, but I don't really know in the context how white people are because my experience with them, they don't talk to you. You don't get to know that they came from drug families and all of that. All you see is what they want you to see. And if you make assumptions, everybody's educated. No white person is not educated. TV produces that. So it's like, okay, how do I allow God to use me where I can learn and receive stories? And it goes down the road. And that to me is the vine dresser because that's that's something that I don't want to do. I didn't grow up like that. And I have to fight that all the time. And it doesn't always feel good. That's the vine dresser that I have to say, you know what, God, I don't understand it. It is killing me. But there's something about this that I know is for my good. And I know that if I believe in humanity, I got to take a step higher. Now, I'm not saying the things that happen in this world against ethics and ethnicities are not real. I'm not telling anybody to ignore it. I'm just saying I believe there's a higher call. It's and cool. I'm going to keep going at it. And that's where I trust the vine dresser. He's going to, and for those who he's a she, the God is going to curate the experience for me in everything. And as I said, good, better, best. There's some good things I'm doing and he's going to prune back.
0: I don't think anyone has the, and nobody grew up having all the answers. Or, or being able to engage with people that didn't look like them, people that didn't live in their communities. I mean, we all have that, I think, to some extent. And I think spiritually, if you look at the silos that are the Adventist church and probably a lot of other denominations, you grow up with what you grow up with and you know what you know and you know who you know. And until somebody puts you on your ear and the dresser is doing the pruning and you're going to allow it then you're stuck where you're stuck. And that's what I think the part where conversations that I've had with you and with others that are, like educate me with what you want to do. I'm not asking because I don't know. I don't even know what to ask many times. Right. And why, why ask for something that is ignorant or may not be important because I think that's the friendship part. That's the part where it's getting to know you where I want to know what you think is important because I trust Stanton and we have a relationship, and I think that's the part where we don't like to get the pruning parts that we don't want. but when we have that relationship just like we do with Christ, those are the parts that you're like, okay, fine, go do do what you do what you have to do. And then you you trust it because you have that relationship and you can hear hard things and you can have hard conversations. But I don't think any of those grow to a... And not necessarily to – I think we all go into it like we have to change somebody's mind or change their heart, and that's the Holy Spirit's work. And so I think that's the part that we, again, make more difficult than it needs to be, that it has to be something you have to give – you have to give it up.
2: I, you know, and, and I can appreciate that, you know, your experience as a black man and your the interactions that you described, you know, that you have your connection with God and you're doing that internal work of God working with you. Um, but I, I mean, the context needs to be pruned. You know what I'm saying?
3: I don't. Tell me more.
2: What I'm saying is when, when there are situations that in which you experience, you know, some kind of aggression or some kind of, you know, disrespect or something like that, that I, I can't, I, I'm speaking just from an outsider perspective. I can't imagine that God is saying, I am, this is for your pruning. I am thinking we have a context that needs to be changed. We need to understand some things. We need to change society. We need to push back against some of these things that are happening. So that's why I'm saying I I appreciate what what God is doing in you and how you receive, you know, whatever happens to you in your life and how that impacts your spirituality. But I'm going to push back on that context.
3: Well, I like what you said. We have to change this. And for me, I don't have to change anything. I mean, just the example it was wanting to be made clear that that experience didn't happen with me and melanie and i would ask okay what was uncomfortable about that what is it that because you know it didn't happen i knew it didn't happen it was used as a opportunity to explain something but for whatever reason that didn't go over well and you expressed yourself for me it was like we will know each other better And as we know each other better, she won't feel like she's being disparaged in that. And that's how I felt. But then I just kept kind of moving with it. Those are the practical experiences for me to recognize. I don't control anything. I can't change. Only thing I can change is the interaction I have with the individuals that God puts in my space. That's it. And I have to challenge. Some things happen because of Stanton. They're not about my ethnicity or anything, but because I lack at a moment an opportunity to ask something when I can't explain it, I I whittle down and get to, okay, well, maybe it's my color. And that's where me and God war. And I said, okay, God, it really isn't. But I'm lost. And he says, you probably will stay lost because it's all about me. It really is. And and, and I'm going to work. That's that's what he's working with with me. So for me, it's, it's still very practical. I didn't wake up like that. I think it begun when I had that surgery and it just changed my concept is that, like I said earlier, I'm mortal. I'm going to die. I never really had to think about it. And I'm like, well, if that's going to happen, I do want to live moment to moment in gratitude. It's going to be messy. I'm going to meet people where I'm going to go off and and say some things and then go back and they're going to say, I wasn't even thinking that. And then I got to, as they say, eat crow, meaning I'm embarrassed now because I let myself think that I was bigger. I start bearing my own fruit. I just think that's an ebb and flow thing. And I think you either, some people will never receive it. And I would challenge people who are listening, ask yourself why this is hard for you. Only you and God can answer that. I I can't, I can barely get an answer for myself, but I am, I'm so good with knowing that when he brings it to my consciousness, I can say, God, I don't like it because I don't feel good. And I, don't know the answer and I don't know the why. And you didn't give me an opportunity to frame it where the other person won't feel like I've thrown them off and meaning like now they are posturing. But there are times when
1: he lets me meet people and we talk. I really like that. I think there's a side of that that is has so much uh, – the, the context we're talking about here feels like – just basic curiosity that a, that a branch would sit there and going, how in the world am I doing that? How am I producing fruit? And they look at that fruit at the end of their whatever. (laughs) And they go, yeah, I I understand now why the pruner or the vine dresser did what he or she did. And I, and I think that, but, but I do think that there is a level of, Uh, true investigative kind of curiosity. If it's not, if you're not going to ask, like you and I, if I don't ask you what your life is like, so to speak, I need to be pretty doggone close to asking myself why I reacted in the same way, in the way that I did. So I think it's this ebb and, when you say ebb and flow, I want to be more curious if I don't understand something, if I don't understand your context, if I don't understand, then I need to move into your, you know, into that relationship with you and and try to be genuinely curious or – and and by the way, that's, that's, I think, what love does is it continues to discover those people around me and how I can love them better and so forth. But it's also an understanding of myself and curiosity as to – I I like what you said because uh, to me, I'm never going to
0: care. Exactly. I'm not going to care what happened to Stanton because very shallow relationships are like, hey, Stanton looks pretty cool. I'll go talk to Stanton. And we might have this pass in the hall kind of friend, uh, friendship. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I don't think that's going to be the part where you find out anything about me or I find out anything about you or there's any empathy for me or for or for me to look and say, have I been fair on whatever subject we're talking about? Have I been? And, and like you said, why, why am I? Why am I? Why, why is my ire up? Why am I just so crabby? Or why is this bother me? Why should it bother me? What What's going on? And I think that's the part where as Christians, if we're in that in that abiding with Christ, you start asking those questions You as you go about your day and your prayer and you're reading your Bible and you're interacting. Those are the parts where it's like, oh, yeah, remember what you read right here? And then it, you get a chance to sit in a little bit and you connect the dots and you realize that that was the pruning or that was the part that steered you in this direction. I love Stanton to death, and he checks in on me from time to time. And it's always when I least expect it, and it's always he'll send me a text and he'll just say, I'm thinking about you, brother, hoping your day's going well. Hope the Lord's blessing you. Little snippets. And I'm like, nuts. He beat me to it because I'm always thinking, (laughs) I'm thinking about Stanton. and I'm just like, you know, I should just quick send him a text. And I am like the worst at that. I I am just absolutely the worst to just stop and do that. But that's a gift and that's a blessing. And that's something that when I see Stanton, it's immediately warm and fuzzies for me because I know that. Stanton has probably thought about me, just being transparent. He's probably thought about me more than I've thought about him. <laughs> and, but those are the kinds of relationships then that open the doors for all of those things. And I think that's, that's, uh, that's what I took from your message today, mm-hmm. was just that, that those parts that if we're open to it and being patient in the way you're looking at it, that's the, that's the key for me. Well, see, you can also talk to Melanie and she can
3: tell you some other things she can share with you. Okay. This guy did hit no deadlines. I, I sent him
2: <laughs> I wasn't gonna I tell him
3: Information him. <laughs> ahead of time. And you know how you wrote it? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm glad you're so patient with me. But he didn't hit that deadline. I put these slides together for him on Friday or Saturday when he was supposed to send his stuff to me Wednesday. So, I mean, I hear you guys doing the bromance, but that guy. Is quite broken and he causes disruption.
2: <laughs> Can yeah. I just again, yeah. like, like it, it, sorry for, for like complicating no, every situation, but you you did have some mitigating circumstances that that made me position myself more favorably and forgivingly toward you, correct? <laughs>
3: okay, <laughs> well, br- <laughs> not, not <laughs> as she said that, but I, I guess I'm the type of guy, to be honest with you, <laughs> is that those are situations that yes, my wife had to help me where I should say, yeah, my mom died. But for me, I'm like, I was asked to do something. My mom dying. Okay, by the way, my mom did not die, but I was trying to use an example to say I was like, wait a minute, what we, we just, so, we we just so, hit a new level here. Yes, it did cause me not to make the That bed actually died. happened. Just we're just it's yeah, not
2: hypothetical. That, that, that actually took place. Like, that's actually, what my wife
3: said you're you going on live sense. So I will say actually <laughs> I had a real life Toothache on Tuesday, <laughs> I called the dentist and the dentist got me in on Wednesday, unheard of. And then the doctor referred me to the person who does the root canal treatment and they saw me Thursday. All of that. And I was tired. But for me, I also in my, was owning that I did not make my deadline. Now, you chose, thank you, to give me grace. But I also had to be accountable for Stanton. I didn't do something and I'm glad you're helping me.
0: When did I text you about coming on the podcast? That's true. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, Tushay, <Touché. laughs> Randy
0: <laughs> forgot I was going to do that after right after we finished talking to Audrey on Tuesday and like, "Hey, I need to talk to Stanton." And I did not. And yesterday, as I'm sitting in Melanie's office, and then, and uh, I'm like, I'll, I'll do it. I, I I need to, like, I am so sorry. I'm throwing myself on your mercy. We so this is confession me. time. I know, it's I confession know. time. Do you have anything you need to confess, <laughs> Jeff? Or?
3: Well, that's the ebb and flow. I'm trying to figure out Jeff the moment. is practically, you are practically seeing the ebb and flow of Stanton <laughs> and, That is the ebb and flow. He called me, and I said, okay, no problem. I'm going to be here. Um the thing that happened with me was one-sided, Melanie. I don't know you, so I'm like, she's very nice, but to be honest, I'm like, I wanted to think good about me, and I'm not really showing good. I'm showing more Stanton, and I had to say, okay, God, mm-hmm. we're just gonna go with that. Wait, are those two things mutually
2: exclusive? I don't <laughs> think so.
3: I mean, they're not, but in my <laughs> mind, they are because I want to show. I mean, like Brandy was saying, I want people to think good about me until I do not make deadlines. I can help have a root canal or not turn in my stuff. And I'm like, she's giving me a pass. But then what happens when, like, if she talks to Tammy and says, "Uh, he didn't have a root canal and I can show you a lot of other things. (laughs) And it's kind of like, okay, that's who he is. (laughs) But yet I had to say, okay, God, I'm imperfect. Help me recognize and help me speak to people. Help me let them know I'm challenged today. And then we just, I, then I got to let them do what they do. And I think that's the piece that people miss. It's, it's a relationship. God says, abide in me. He stop. And I will abide in you. And then you will yield fruit. That's dynamic. And I just don't think in our world, Our capitalistic world is driven by what have you done for me lately? How well can you do it and who's going to win or lose? So when you come in an upside down kingdom kind of approach, yeah, it's going to be quite uncomfortable because it's not how people think. That's not how we are set up. And our identity isn't in Christ consistently. Well, he says that. You're not going to consistently serve me. Thus, I send you the Holy Spirit. Thus, I send something to help you because you won't do this unless I prompt you. And even with you prompt it, I still have to help you do it. Now, that's the mystery to me. I can't explain that. How can you ask me to love you when you have to tell me to love you? And then you got to help me love you. That, that's like I don't get to do anything on my own. And then I look at this analogy. No, you don't. You're a branch, and if you disconnect to me, your green will only last for a minute. That goes against human narrative. It for me, it hmm. it's just flips it, and it's like, okay, that makes no sense. And I'm willing to to just say, okay, God, some days I'm gonna get it, and other days. I'm not, and those are the days, can you give me peace? Because you said you were with me. And that's why I said earlier, we have this tendency to say, God, I'll come to you when I get better. Versus God, I'm horrible, dare I say, crappy. Will you be with me? Because I got nothing. I'm embarrassed that I keep breaking your heart. Will you be with me? That's when you know the vine dresser.
2: You know, I was thinking because I was I was listening to your to your sermon twice. I got to hear it twice. And I would say it was even better the second time. So I don't know.
0: Thank you. <laughs> you just got to know Stanton a little bit better. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right. But but what I, I was thinking about a particular time in my life. When um, you know talking about trying to produce your own fruit, you know, and I was going through a a, you know, a really dark time of of grief and depression, and I was trying so hard to you know minister to other people and be able to go you know go preach and go sing and go do all these things that I that I was used to doing, and. And I could not produce it. And I, I, I was talking with a friend of mine. We had a great Bible study group called No Pat Answers, which was like <laughs> so fun because you went in there and you, you know, somebody tries to do a platitude and you're like, Nope no. start over. <laughs> but we, we went to this Bible study group and I'll never forget, you know, I was I was explaining to our friend, like, oh, you know, I I I I just don't feel like I am doing or producing the way that I think God wants me to. And and it was funny cuz it was it was winter we just had a snowstorm. And he said, "When you look around in your yard right now, are you expecting the flowers in your yard to bloom?" And I said, "No." And he said, "Then why in the world do you think God would expect you to bloom in your winter?" And that was so powerful for me mm. to hear that yeah. and realize that there are going to be times in our lives where there's just no fruit, you know. And it doesn't necessarily mean we're disconnected. It just means it's a season.
3: It's interesting that you say that. And I didn't go here because I, I, I struggled. Because entertaining and speaking can be confusing. I said, I'm going to stay in this passage, and that's what I'm going to do. But when you brought that up, when you go to Napa Valley and you actually, I want to believe that that vine uh, metaphor that he used was much deeper because it was a practical experience. It takes three years for grapes to produce.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, that those grapes don't pop out because you put the stem there. He's talking to them and they know that. It's like they're, they know things about this. That we gloss over like, like they were farmers. They understand weather, climate conditions. So all of that is pregnant in this. I can't take all of that time because I only had 25 minutes. But to tell someone, no, but to tell someone <laughs> Sorry about that. you have to read and you have to grasp that the context, as you so nicely put. It's deeper than that. That's why I tried to use a context in the first one of a home. Like he would use a different context, something that you are so connected to that when he says, you go, Oh, I get that. Like, for instance, you when you preached and I heard you, you basically said, sometimes God has no answer, and it's just that. You got real personal with the experience of the loss of your son. And you started saying, I really don't want to just come with a pat answer. Sometimes it's just, you didn't say it like this, but I took it, how I took it was, it's just ugly. And it just is. And I got nothing else for you. That to me was the epitome of the vine dresser. You just said, I got nothing. And I struggled with that. I even wrote my my auntie and said, I just heard a sermon where this lady just (laughs) said all of this. And I boiled it down and I said, you know what it was? Is that type of reality was hard to say, I serve a God who's not telling me everything. That's vine dressing to me when I have to recognize, I don't know how you're handling these tools. That pinch felt like a blade and God says, Man, dude, I just pinched you. You, you didn't even get cut. <laughs> and and those are the things that I didn't recognize when I read the story. I also looked at, you know, being in Napa Valley listening and reading. And I'm like, okay. He really was talking to them. And the writer couldn't put everything down, but there's a process to this. And yet he wasn't trying to make it too deep. Like Cutting off branches doesn't mean that those who don't obey me are going to die eternal. It's like, okay, let's don't go there. Let's just go with the fact that his bigger point is I love you and I don't think you get just how deep my love is for you. So I'm inviting you if you will trust me based on the time you spent with me. You see what I do. And when I'm in you, then the fruit is a result. It's the root as I've heard someone say, it's not the fruit. The fruit is a result of what you plugged into. So when you act ugly, you're plugged into an ugly vine. That's not Jesus.
2: Mm.
3: Praise God. He invites you in your ugliness to, you could, you can tap into me. I really think that's our challenge is just saying he will value me. I am clean. Mm. No one tells you that because it's your job. Will you evaluate me? The evaluation is created. You didn't do something based on how I think you should do it. It's not really evaluating who you are and what you're capable of. And I think when we can just do that, who knows what the next steps are going to be. When I can just look at Melanie and when she calls and says, Stan, this is what I want. And I can say, okay, Melanie, we're going to be rocking and reeling. I got a lot of stuff going on, but I'm going to be doing my best. To, to do that. And that's what I did with Tammy for, I guess, I don't even know how many years, but as we hurdled, I would laugh at her and <laughs> say, Wow, you taught me so much. I'm better. I mean, I was in 24 minutes. That's what I did. To your point, that's what I did. And yeah. that God opened me to say, It's not about you, Stanton. Respect my creator. Respect who I've created. Know that this is their love language. You're doing a good thing now. That's difficult. Because then I released all of the cultural foolishness and just said, it's just a different way. Why do we feel when it comes to culture that's different? It's like some people drive a Lincoln Navigator. Other people drive a a Bentley and other people drive a 20-year-old Corolla. And we don't think about it as, because it's transportation. It's where the person is. But when we come to culture, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. I'm like, it's really not that difficult, Stan. Just get to know somebody. (laughs) Jeff plays uh, racquetball. I got to know Jeff from a club that we happened to go to early in the morning. I played basketball. I happened to see him, and we talked. And I found out he was a racquetball player, and we'd see each other ever so often. I got to know you over David Banks' house. You wrote a book. Right. I bought all your yeah. books. I've read a few because I was curious.
2: Oh, thank you. You and my mom.
3: <laughs> it's a small club, but it's, it's prestigious. And, 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 oh, Tim, and, and, Tim, and, Tim. And, and, okay. and, and your husband, Tim, and what he does as far as the. I mean, but that takes time. So people are like, well, how do you know all those people? I say, because I've decided to spend time, they were more important. At the expense of, okay, I should have been at a meeting. I mean, now I've learned, as my wife has told me, talking about pruning, I dial up say, hey, Melanie, I just got into something. Can't make it at this time. Can we reschedule? Are you okay? She's always telling me, stop thinking people know what you're doing. Just reach out. And then I have to accept. You might say, nope, you can't. I was like, okay. I forfeited that because at this moment, being present dictated that I stay with Randy for a minute and I got to trust the vine dresser that he's doing all the other things and that that'll be okay. That's flying blind and that has nothing to do with me <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because you will say, don't call him because he never comes or whatever. Or She doesn't say that, but many people, I do that. I do that. I was like, wow, they didn't call me. Then I have to say, they're not like me and it's okay. That's vine dressing moments for me, Jeff. Yep.
2: You may have gotten me in trouble, though, Stanton, because speaking of Tim, you asked a question in the middle of your sermon. You said, what does a branch do? And Tim leaned over to me and said, it gets cut off by Melanie. So he may or may not be a little bit bitter that when he went out of town and I did a major major yard cleanup and maybe some branches got cut that, that he wasn't expecting. Oh, sure. I don't you, you opened a wound. I don't know. Now 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 we're gonna have to talk about
0: this I on like the way You should use,
3: use this space to introduce in laughter.
0: I like it. You're I the like me it. at your house then. I like, like it. What'd you
3: do to it? I'm like I like it. Yeah. It's,
0: it'll grow back. Maybe I'm not a very good pruner. Maybe I should be the prune. Maybe that's why. Well, all right. Now, Nathaniel is going to be super happy because here is Tan- Nathaniel. You're just about to pull into work now. So you're thank you. You're, you're welcome. Um, we've got a couple questions to get to. But before we do that, please, please, please don't miss the message. You can swipe up in today's show notes and you will find Speaking of Grace a link right there that you can click and it will take you to that. Podcast, which will feature uh, Stanton's message, so don't uh, don't miss it. And a lot of this will make even more sense after you've heard the message. Um, Stanley uh, asked a question, and I, and we already answered it. But what are the fruits that Jesus is talking about? Are they same as the fruits of the spirit? So we've already we've already touched on that one. Um, Mom Doc asked, "What are the warning signs that we're losing our connection to the vine in our spiritual experience?" And I think we've talked about. I think we've talked about that too, and just in the fact that you know, if we're not connected, it's just, it, and we we're not we're gonna have nothing because there there's no fruit. I got one for you. Got okay, go for it. I got one for
3: you. Anybody who's been in a friendship, you know when things are foul. <laughs> you know why? You know because you go, hmm. I don't feel good. Hmm, yeah. They're acting funny. Hmm. Was it me? Hmm. I'm not gonna say anything. I mean, how clear can it get? You. I don't want people to think it's mystical. You and God know when your stuff is off. Yeah. You just feel embarrassed. Slow down and say, okay, what are we doing here, God? And I just, like I said, we just hear too many sermons where it's mechanical. It's not. It's organic. He created us with emotions. Sometimes I hate people. Now, in a sinful world that's harmful, I don't know what it looks like when there's no sin. I just don't. I can imagine. So to answer that question, oh, trust me, you will know when you are out of line. Yeah, It's whether or not you want to deal. And the beauty of God is he will invite you until he can't invite you anymore, which means you're not in existence. So as long as you exist, he will invite you. He will love you and you will learn and benefit from him when you benefit from him. There is no magic bullet. And again, because of society, we set nine steps. You have three steps. You have this process. Yeah. With God, He throws at you and says, "It's my process. Do you love me? Will you abide in me? Will you trust me?" And thus, I go with God can be trusted. That is a line that I remind myself, even when. So, yeah, that's that's the that's an answer that's not a pat answer and maybe not be satisfying. But you
1: know when you you know when your stuff's off. You know this this kind of helps us because this is a series and it's the voices, so we can go back to two other sermons before Stanton, and these kind of questions actually kind of flow into each other. I was other. just going to say this is really this is, all yeah. three have flowed together from and, what we've talked about, and in a sense, that's how this question gets answered: is there is a time when that branch may start to feel like it's uh, maybe losing connection. Yeah but God interrupts much like what, uh, Audrey said last week. There's an interruption that takes place. There's those moments where you have to pause and start to reflect. And I think these, this it's good. You know, the branch isn't always going, I love the seasonal piece that Melanie just brought up. It's not always going to be this, you know, by the way, if you ever look at a tree, (laughs) there's times when that, tree stops sending roots or ascending, uh, sap up to the branches. There's times when in winter. So yeah, it's going to feel sometimes that way, but God interrupts and helps us understand those. Well, problems. and Rochelle helped
0: us you exactly. know, take that's, ownership of, you know, we do have to be intentional. We do have yeah. to find out, is this, and I think that's the yeah. the rhythm we're talking about here, the ebbs and the flows is, are we, are we talking to God about it? Are we letting our needs be known and letting, and putting those in his hands to say, yeah. this may be a weakness and I can't be I can't be, or I can't talk to, I can't be in relationship with God or with Stanton if I don't have those pieces put in place. Yeah. And so I think the three of these, I was just thinking, kind of the same thing. We've just, unbeknownst to all three, which I'm sure y'all didn't, or four. Well, we got it. We're waiting for Angela, but y'all didn't talk to each other beforehand. And yet this is, um, this is one of those pieces nice where the, yeah. that where the pruner's mm-hmm. doing his work through all three. And here it is. And it wasn't planned, but he planned it and we just got to roll with it. And when, as we talk through it, it's like, oh yeah, this is really, yeah, this works. So all three, you know, maybe we'll see what Angela has next week, but you may have to do this all in (laughs) four in a row and just, and just roll through this. It's uh, this might be the best self-help you'll find all year that you can read for yourself. All right. And I think this also goes to it. Anonymous had a comment that I think it is all too easy for us Christians to live in a Christian routine apart from any genuine connection to God. We can fall into the trap of putting on a holy facade without really experiencing real heart transformation. And in that case, the fruit we bear is our own, not of the Holy Spirit. And our hearts are actually lacking God's love. And I think that's how you know, right? Right there. that What they just said. When it's, when it's our own fruit and it's not, it's it. You won't know, though.
3: Like I used the example. Everybody said, you know something is alive because it's green. Then I bring up a branch that has green on it and it is disconnected. It will die. But you don't know. I don't know. When you are green or brown, Mm. and that's the struggle. People want. (laughs) Just look at yourself, and if you do that, everything else works. It's when I want to compare because I'm feeling so bad of myself. I got to find somebody who I can be better than. Mm. It's not a conscious thing, but that's how we're wired. And 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 so that disruption, like the question. Well, you know when you're yeah, you know, but you can't look at me and tell me I'm being uh yeah. not sincere. I mean, on what basis? That's long-term. That's long-term. You might have a shot of guessing. And and even then, okay, so the, this is not true. <laughs> but let's say. Thank you. Let's say you find out that I take drugs. Does that change my walk? How does that impact you? Does that change my walk that I have a a flaw versus someone who's obese and still going to church, maybe even preaching in the pulpit? Is there a difference? Yes. To humans, there it's a difference. But to God, he said, I still love you and I love you even more because now we got to struggle. And and you will see that as long as you come back to me, I'm going to be with you. No one will know. What your heaven will be, but me and you when we get there. Hmm. That's it. That's beautiful. And that's hard to me because I want to know that so and so is going to get their just reward. And God is like, come on, dude, really?
0: Well, I got your just reward. <laughs> what you got? Yeah. You ready for it? Go for it. Your good friend, Tammy. She has a question for you. I saved it for last. So we are about to wrap up here, but I had to wait for the last one. So uh, it starts out to my dearest Stanton. Oh no, it didn't say that. I just put in. That's not true. That's not true. Uh, It says, um, if someone doesn't profess any type of faith, but is a loving and gracious contributor of mercy and justice to their community, would you consider they have purpose? If so, is it possible for someone to be given a godly purpose without them being aware of where it originates. Okay. Here's how I'm going to go with that.
3: Because of our Christian community, it would seem impossible because we are Christians and we believe everything revolves around Christ. Okay. Now, if you broaden it and say, God runs through those who believe him, what happened to our ancestors or Africans or, we, we, we sometimes this is a belief of mine. We send missionaries because we want to Christianize who we believe have no evidence of God. When you look at history, there is a reverence that different tribes have to recognize there's someone greater than them. It's just not the traditional view I have. So to that question, one could I be measuring the person against me to say they don't have God unless I talk to them? Now, if this is somebody who says, I don't believe in God, but I'm a great person or whatever, I would say their belief doesn't stop God from working on them. Hmm. There's something they're not sharing with me that they're sharing with God because evidence of love, mercy, and forgiveness is not man made. I just don't believe that after reading this text. It can't be because we've associated with God. That's what we've said. God is love. God is mercy. God is forgiveness. So there's no man who could forgive me at a level that I have reeks in my soul and not have some connection to God. Now, they may not, they may be struggling with that whole thing, but God is still working through their branch. Because the fruit they're yielding is impacting me. And we say that's God. So in the Christian community, I'd have to say, yeah. Because I don't know how God is working with them. Hmm. Then that's what I would say. If the premise is God is love, God is forgiveness, God is mercy, then I meet somebody who does love, forgiveness, and mercy. How can I disassociate that from God when I've said that's where it comes from?
1: And it goes back to the fruit piece. Um, and I think we can make that you are the branches much more inclusive than he didn't say, and Christians are branches, mm, yeah. he said you. So we could probably, hey, if you're producing fruit, and by the way, yeah, kindness, gentleness, meekness, compassion. If you're doing those things, Mm -hmm. you didn't know it. Yeah, but you don't
3: have to check in. Yeah, God's using you. Nah, 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 nah. nah. You know, (laughs) it's it's that kind of thing. Like, look at you. God's (laughs) using you, and you want to fight it.
0: Go and talk with Him, because you're looking pretty godly. If there was anything, I would have never heard. Never thought I would have heard coming out of Stanton's mouth. Nah, 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 nah was not one of them. <laughs> but um, whoever that's playing, why we tune in.
2: Whoever's playing podcast bingo, you can check that yeah. one off. That's right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <There laughs> <we go>. <laughs> who <laughs> had that? Who I had nah, that. nah, 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 yeah. nah I love, <laughs> card? I love it. That's yeah. awesome. Well, Stanton, it has been a pleasure. I think we could go on for another hour, but um, it is time for us to wrap this up. And Nathaniel's
2: say, almost to work.
0: Nathaniel's so. at work now. He's in his parking lot. I'm sorry, bro. You're gonna probably have to do this on break. You're gonna have to get out and not be late. But- I do want to say just thank you for not only last minute being gracious and accepting the invitation to also be here, but to preach and, and put together this message. And so please, again, swipe up in today's show notes. You will find Speaking of Grace and that message there. And as always, if you have questions, 407-965-1607 or podcast at wholelife.church. And we will still connect with those even after the fact. So don't be afraid to send it in. Um, was there something? Oh, next week. Next is, week. Angela, how do we pronounce your last name? Kansakeo. Kansakeo. I always
1: get you it know, wrong.
2: I, Freud came up to me afterward and said, and told me how it's supposed to sound.
1: Oh, that's true. And Aww. I don't
2: even know if I can do it, but I think Go it's- Go for it.
0: You're, you're, you're our only hope.
2: Kansaison.
0: Kansaison. Okay. Um, We're gonna find out. No, we're gonna find
2: out next week.
0: We'll let her do it next (laughs) week (laughs) when Angela
2: says her own. That's right. (laughs) We will
0: let her introduce herself, name
3: intact. You know what, (laughs) Randy? Mm -hmm. I I would like to say, uh, as we've been talking, the. Points of view that you've heard today from Stanton Reed <laughs> are not the views possibly of Hope Life Church, or Monica, yeah, or Monica, well, or any of my other friends—they are truly coming from me. So that is the disclaimer for today.
0: Yeah, that we we should probably have that uh, disclaimer, have that disclaimer every, every week, probably on the show. But um, no, I just I appreciated your message. It was a very timely and. It's just weird how this is all, you know, God being so good to us that all three of these messages are just kind of lining up in a way that just makes logical sense. And when we get into these places, it's always good to know you can go back and listen to a few things that will help re- reassure, re uh, maybe re-educate, put that back in the uh, in the forefront and the abiding part. Man, it's hard to hard to do any of it without the abiding part. Uh, Well, maybe impossible, unless you don't know, and then na-na-na-na-na to you. So (laughs) upon that note, we're going to say thank you for listening, guys, and have a great week.